Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with lead pastor of Emmanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, time management. Yep. But we're going to be rethinking time management. So welcome back. Thank you for joining us month after month. We're so grateful for all of the feedback you give us. And today we're really going to blow your mind with rethinking time management. Yeah, yeah. Hey, last week we, uh, last month we talked about reading books. Yes. And the power of reading books. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I read a book recently uh, when I was on a little trip, a little vacation trip. We went out to Arizona. Yes. Jackie and I had a great time. Uh, Sedona, Arizona is amazing. The West is beautiful. All of it. Blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, I think it may be the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire mm. life. So if you've not been out there uh, for a hiking trip or just to see that, I, think I highly recommend that. But mm. anyway, when I was out there, I uh, picked up this book called 4,000 Weeks, Time mm. Management for Mortals by Oliver Bookerman. And I kind of saw it on my... Um, my audible feed kind of came up because I was listening to some other books that mm-hmm. were similar to that. Um, and man, it just grabbed my attention uh, immediately. This Christmas, my son got me a little, a map. Uh, it was mm-hmm. kind of like from, from uh, stoic.com or something like that, where mm-hmm. it showed um, your lifespan in boxes and each box was a week. Oh, cool. And it started at zero and it goes all the way to 80. Yeah. Well, uh, as it turns out, um, you get 4,000 weeks if you live to the age of 80. Mm. And I had this little map and it shows that uh, 40, 44 years of my life mm-hmm. are, are now filled in. And that means that uh, 2,293 <laughs> weeks are over. Yeah. And that if I live to 80, I have 1,707 weeks left to live. Wow. And so, you know, it's kind of fascinating to think yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, your life is, my life is more than half over. And um, and and basically what he does in this book, the author, is he, he tries to get you to think about the brevity of life and how short your life is. And, and he tries to give you, and he does give you some different ideas uh, mm. about time so that you can relate to time in, in a different way in, in hopes that it will lead to a better quality of life. His argument is that the traditional ideas that we've all been taught when it comes to time management, um, they really, uh, they really don't work. They really, or, or they produce a sort of like a guilt or a shame. Mm-hmm. They don't really produce a high quality of life or experience in life. That's his argument. So he's trying to present some different ideas to get a different result. So it's taking a very different perspective on time management. And so uh, how so, though? How Can you give us some examples? Of that? Yeah, yeah. So in the, in the example, uh, I'll give you one example in the book. Um, you know, traditionally, he talks about how um, if you're going to live an effective life, and, and, and today's Today's podcast is for those of us who are into productivity and getting the <laughs> most out of life and, and really trying to improve and have a breakthrough in there, you know, some, you know, and right. so um, if you're not into that stuff, this, this is going to bore, bore you. <laughs> If you're already just chill and just like <laughs> satisfied and content with life. Um, but he says, traditionally, we've all, and this is so true, we have been taught by time mass, time management gurus that, you know, you need to harness all of the moments of your life right. and all the hours of your life to get the most out of your life to achieve some future result. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. 
And, 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 and that's good. I mean, that's, that's very good advice. You know, we reap what we sow Mm -hmm. and people who do that can really get a lot of, a a lot done with their life. However, on the downside, and, and this is so true for me, um, we can become so trained by that idea that the only view we have of time or the only way we see time as valuable is if we spend it in a way that's going to get some sort of result <laughs> or or help us to achieve our goal. And right. so we end up thinking that the only proper use of time is productivity. Will this get me something? Yeah. Okay, so think about that. Yeah. If that's the only way you view time, what happens when you're at a family gathering? What happens when you're at the dentist? What happens when, you know, mm. maybe the dentist is not a great, or waiting to go into the dentist's right, office. Right, or, right, You know, what happens when you're delayed at an airport? What happens when, you know, you're, you're, you're restless. Mm-hmm. You're not present. You're frustrated. You don't listen well. And it's really hard to be a human being. And, and in the book, he talks about how this is specifically difficult for lawyers, Mm-hmm. Because lawyers get paid by the hour. They have an mm-hmm. hourly rate or mm-hmm. any worker that has an hourly rate. Uh, it's really tough for them to engage in anything other than work because they understand that I'm not getting anything for this hour. Right. Time <laughs> I, is money. Time is money. Yeah. And so if I just stay at work and I call back that client, I can get another $150, billable $200, hours, $300 yeah. billable hours. And so it's really hard for lawyers to, to, to go home and to not work uh, or to see any other time as valuable because they're not getting something mm. tangible like money from it. Mm-hmm. So that's really uh, one one example. Okay, this feels like a very complicated issue because um, it's just challenging the traditional understanding of time management. Mm -hmm. Sure, but it's challenging my understanding of time management, of time management too. I feel like we're going to have to dive a little deeper into it for me to totally get my mind around it. Earlier, we were discussing some of the questions that he kind of leads you through the book, Mm -hmm. and they're still really tough to, to, um, let your mind think that if you are in a state of non-productivity, like if there's no return on investment for the time, because there is return on investment for being just sitting at your kid's game. Mm-hmm. Your your kid sees you there. They know you love them. That's So there is still return on investment for that. So it's, it's hard for me to uh, get my head all the way around this. Yet. Yes, it is. An, it is a tough idea. Yeah. Uh, to really, to really understand, um, he gives some questions in the book to to really help um, process what he's mm-hmm. saying. And I love good questions because they make you consider yeah. things that you've not considered before. Um, and and so in, in chapter fourteen, uh, he actually poses five questions. I don't. We don't have time to get into all five, but um, he he. I'll just we'll talk about two questions. But in chapter fourteen, um, he talks about the human disease, and and he says that the human disease is this idea that if we can just become a little bit more skilled or learn how to control our time better. 
uh, then one day in the future, we will be able to get everything done. We will be able to master and handle everything that life throws at us. Mm. And, and it's true. I mean, we really did, because of traditional time management teachings, we do believe that it's possible that if we just work a little harder, mm-hmm. get a little better, mm-hmm. uh, one day we'll be able to, to do it all. That's mm-hmm. the goal, right? And, and, and we talk about this when we, when we see somebody that seems, and that's an important word, they seem to get it all done. They really don't, but they look like they do. Yeah. We idolize them. How does she get it all done? Yeah. Oh my gosh, how does he get it all done? Well, they don't. Right. <laughs> right. There's always trade-offs, right? So right. if they're do, right. you know, if they're doing a lot of one thing really good, that means that they're doing a lot of other things not very good, right? Like their marriage or something else, their parenting. Uh, but in the book, I, lo- I love this quote. He says. The reason time feels like such a struggle, this is on page 215, the reason time feels like such a struggle is that we're constantly attempting to master it, to lever ourselves in a position of dominance and control over our unfolding lives so that we might finally feel safe and secure and no longer so vulnerable to the events. That sounds great. I like (laughs) it. Let's stay non-vulnerable to the events. (laughs) Yeah, and, and and it's true. It's really true that that we the human disease is that we we try to master our time so that we can master our lives. Yeah, we want to know what's coming. We want to be able to deal with what's coming, and we mm-hmm. want to be able to get it all done. Um, and and so there's like this image or this person that we've created in our minds because mm-hmm. of the traditional time management training that is not real. Hmm. It's, it, there, there's no one on planet Earth that can get it all done. Mm-hmm. All the tasks, all the demands at work, all the issues, all the projects, all the emails, all the parenting issues, all the conversations that need to be taken place, all the demands of keeping up a home, keeping things clean, mm-hmm. keeping laundry mm-hmm. f- clean and folded, food prep, food co- all the food cooking, the demands of a healthy friendship, social life, right? Staying healthy and fit, going to working out. There's no one that can do everything. And, but, but in traditional time management training, we've been told, Hey, if you just get better, if you just manage your time a little bit better and get your priorities set up, then you can do it all. And so we've created this, this, this person that does not exist. And so in the book he argues, and, and, and I agree with him, that if we keep this image of this person in, in our mind, we will always fall short. Mm-hmm. We will always look at, man, I should be better. I should be a better mother. I should be a better father. I should be a better employee. I, gosh, man, uh, you know, a, a good employee, we would, would have gotten all this done and it would have been better when they got it all done, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's this, 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 and again, this is not for everyone. This is for people who are into productivity and they want to get the most out of their life and mm-hmm. they're high achievers. You can end up, he argues, and I agree, you can end up feeling like a consistent failure mm. because there, you, no one gets it all done. And we were talking about uh, earlier Elon Musk and how everybody feels mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, he works all the time. He said, you know, he's got, he sent a rocket to Mars or whatever. Uh, you know, he created an electric car and, <laughs> and, and he has, and he's done a lot of things. Well, he also right. has been divorced. <laughs> right. You know, so there's always trade-offs. You know, you, if you're going to work all the time, 
and, and he's told his employees, call me in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., blah, blah, blah. I'm always working. I'm always on my laptop. They're, you're not going to be able to be a great father mm-hmm. or a great husband. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and the reality is, and the reason I love this idea, and again, I don't agree with everything in the book, but sure. I love the basic idea that he's telling us you have to live within your limits and embrace your limits. And you do not have, we do not have limitless energy, emotional capacity the ability to care. It's not limitless. It's not limitless. There's a limit to it. Right. Like we, we get tired. We have to, we get hungry. We have to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, but in this image of, of this person that, that, that we've created in our minds, they don't have to sleep. Yeah. You know, they have this endless amount of capacity to love everybody and be, and care about every cause that comes up in the world. <laughs> you know, whether it's social justice or this issue or global warming or or you know people the refugees in Afghanistan and, and 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 no one has enough emotional capacity to care about everything all the time. Right. But in this image, we do. The, we do. That person does. And so we hold ourselves to that and and we end up feeling frustrated like we're not good enough. We're not like oh, we're failures. Is that making sense? So, yeah. so he so he poses this question to kind of get us to think about: Are we doing this? I love it. And in the book, he says, "Are you holding yourself to and judging yourself by standards of productivity and performance that are impossible to meet?" Mm. That's a tough question. Yes. And how would you answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to. <laughs> I okay. If I am see starting to see it right now, I don't know. I don't think so, <laughs> but it's possible. I mean, it probably is true because you know when things hurt the most, then that's the thing that you need to dig in on the most. And so when you're asking that question, I'm like, ugh. I mean, I don't think I do that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that I know that other people have, you know, sometimes you have a blind spot too. That can be, that can be, that can be true as well. And, you know, honestly, I should have a list of examples uh, to help people right now. And I don't have it in front of me because I didn't have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Things that, things that would help them to say, oh my gosh, yeah, that is me. I do do that. Uh, I do hold myself to a standard that is just impossible to actually meet. And Here's I do- the thing, though. You think it, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go you. ahead. You think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like I do think it's possible. I do think uh, the things that see, now I do think we're it's possible. Con- <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into your personal <laughs> psyche here. We've been around each other twenty plus years, and I've never had a counseling session <laughs> with you. So why, why not do it right here with everybody? <laughs> Well, here, here's what we end up doing. We end up uh, living this crazy, hectic life because we believe, and I do, I do believe that you, th- you have this image <laughs> because I've worked with you long enough <laughs> right, that, right, that you right. can be Superwoman. I mean, you have pictures of Superwoman in your office. <laughs> I, technically, uh, <laughs> listeners, it's Wonder Woman. But that's uh, okay, <laughs> it's Wonder Woman. Same thing. Same thing for sure. I can get it all done. I can figure it out if I'm if I ju- if I'm just more efficient. If I just learn and get better as a leader, then I will meet all the demands that come at me, whatever they are. Right. Yeah, you believe that. I do because, and I think you believe that, and a lot of people do. This isn't. I'm not picking on you. I I, I fall in this. Leader, high productive people fall. Uh, high capacity people fall into this. Uh, we've been taught that. 
Mm-hmm. Just get better and you can do more. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the problem is that's not real. That That's not a reality. Right. But because we believe that and life gets crazy and we have problems with our kids or problems at work and we can't get everything done, we, we try harder. We, we say, you know what? We, we just grit our teeth and we spend more time and we pay more attention and we come earlier. We stay later. Yeah. And because, because we're functioning under this uh, idea that um, we can become that person mm-hmm. who gets it all done. And that's when we fall into this trap. And then we end up when, 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 when things hit the fan and we drop a ball or, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, we have a parent failure or whatever's going on, mm-hmm. we end up feeling guilt, shame, frustration. And, and then, and his argument is in the book is it, it doesn't lead to a healthy life. Mm. And so he's trying to get us to remove this, uh, image, this, I don't know why you could call it maybe a, a master. Yeah difficult master that, yeah. that drives you that we're almost enslaved to so that we can become free of, of his tyranny of, of her tyranny. So you're saying I'm being a little dramatic, but that's no, that's okay. Well, we know how to reach me with uh, the, so, but all kidding aside, what you're saying is that that person doesn't exist. Exactly. Like it's not a, we're not saying like for you personally, don't do your personal best, but putting your goals onto something that is not ever going to happen is what breeds the unhealth. Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a, it, you have a, a, this image of perfection and the perfect person doesn't oh, exist there. because the reality is we're, we have limited time. Yeah. We have limited energy and we have limited empathy. We mm-hmm. can't care for everyone. We can care for, uh, 20 people. Right. Right. You know, in a, in a, in a significant way, mm-hmm. but you can't care for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but when you hold yourself to that image, I'm supposed to care for everybody because the Bible says to love your neighbor. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, I should care more and I don't. What's wrong with me? Well, you're human. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. not God. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's good. He asked the question separately. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to no, rephrase he, the question. I just am thinking like that piece right there hits a, hits a chord with me recently. Mm-hmm. Like that, that part of you can't love everyone the same. I'm not talking about I mean, your family. You I'm, can in a general sense, yeah, right. but, but I'm talking about significantly where you're yeah. actually helping people and mm-hmm. you're, 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 we're, we are so limited. And so mm-hmm. he's trying to get us to embrace our limits and to live within that and, 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 and be okay with that right? and not be frustrated with the limitations. Yeah. Admit them, embrace them. Um, he phrases the question differently like this. He says, what would you do differently with your time if you knew that your standards had been unreachable all along and that you'll therefore never manage to make time for all that you'd hope you might finish or complete? Hmm. What, a, what a fantastic way to, to, to rethink time management. You know, yeah. um, how, how, would you, how would you answer that? Um, I mean, it's difficult because I really enjoy working and I really enjoy, uh, producing, but I think what I would, I am a Christ follower. So my initial, uh, response to this would, would be, I would try to, um, 
<laughs> and I'm also the queen of whiteboarding out people's lives, including <laughs> my own. I would probably whiteboard out what has the most significant kingdom impact that mm-hmm. only I can do, which sounds like a very productive answer, mm-hmm. but I mean that. <laughs> like, no one else can be Maverick and Grace and Gabe's mom. Right. So that... That's great. That's where I would pick. No one else is going to be Jason's wife. Yeah. But I didn't say no one else could. I said they're not. So just so we're clear, <laughs> he's not taking applications. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's what I would say would be the first stop. I love that for answer. For me. I love that answer. That's that's really great. I, I love this quote. He ends this the, this part of the, of the, the chapter with this idea. Uh, he kind of answers the question. He says, let your impossible standards crash to the ground. Hmm. Then pick up a few meaningful tasks from the rubble and get started on them today. And I think that's that's the answer to the question. Hmm. You know? And that's freeing. And there's peace in that. You know. And again, this is just yeah. a different way. When I read this, how it was stretching my mind. I was like, oh man, I don't really like what he's saying. I mean, at first I didn't I wanted to put the book down. Right. Because I'm I'm so trained to think the other way. Yeah. Um so this is fun. I like to do that. <laughs> We're growing. Well, I can see like how that could really change a person's approach. It's changing your approach right now. What were um, what, there was another question? That yeah, there, there to, were right? there were actually four others, but we don't have time to get into all of them. Okay. Uh, but I do want to talk about this one. How would you spend your days differently if you didn't care so much about seeing your actions reach fruition? Wow. I know. <laughs> Why would I not care as much about seeing my actions? Okay, that's a good. Well, in chapter 13, he has a chapter called Cosmic Insignificance Theory. <laughs> Therapy, sorry, not theory. And and now chapter 13 is is really challenging because it sounds discouraging. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea is that in view of the whole uh, existence of the universe from the beginning of time until time ends, uh, your life is 4,000 weeks and it's so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically mm-hmm. what he's saying. Um, and now you and I come from a faith perspective, so we don't agree with that completely. We believe that God has put us on this planet for very specific reasons for to, to accomplish very specific objectives. Mm-hmm. So there is major. So so I'm not saying that, that our lives are insignificant. Uh, however, I do think there's value in his argument uh, because what we have been taught, and I know I've been taught this, mm-hmm. that, um, hey, you can change the world. Yeah. You can change the world. Steve Jobs said, I want to put a ding in the universe, mm-hmm. right? We teach our young kids, you can do anything, you can be anything, you can change the world. Well, in the in the chapter, he talks about how, man, you only get 4,000 weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I think is 20,000 days. I can't, somebody is going to calculate that. Yeah. So it's and not a long us. time, right? So how many people in 4,000 weeks, that's if you live to 80, mm-hmm. how many people are actually going to do something that changes the world? I mean, think about that list. Mm-hmm. Who's on that list? Think of somebody. Me, Mother Teresa. Okay. There's one. Go go another one. Uh, well, I think like people like Bill Gates have changed the okay, world. Okay, that's fine. Um, Jesus. Yeah. He wasn't, I mean, he was God. <laughs> yes, he was. So it's a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Okay, There's keep going. There's a great one. How about There's in the negative one. sense? Adolf Hitler, uh, oh, yeah. right? Stalin. Okay. Stalin, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But even when you go down the, 
the negative list. And 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 we're not historians, and I'm sure we can come up with a, a, a more names, but yeah. the, that list compared to how many people have lived is so small yeah, and so short that for anybody to think that they'll make it to that list to do something that actually changes the world is ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> and that's his point of the chapter. Yeah. So it's like, come on, come on, come on. You and I are going to do some good stuff, but we're not going to make it to that list. We're not going to change the world. And his argument is that frees you. It frees you from the tyranny of this, this, this standard that, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to do something with my life that changes the world. And, and now you're not, you don't have that pressure anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you could just live normal. <laughs> you could like and here's and normal. I love this and and I love this part. Now you can find significance in being a nobody. Mm-hmm. And being an uh, unknown person. It, there's there doesn't to me doesn't mean your life's insignificant because it is. Uh I was just uh we were talking about a conversation I had with my daughter last night. Right. Uh, uh, she was doing her math homework and I took one glance at it and it looked like a foreign language to me. Right? I couldn't it's help her. There were, there were letters and numbers and graphs and arrows. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh honey. And she was stuck. And I said, I feel bad. I want to help you. I can't help you. And, uh, so she was kind of frustrated. And, and then, so the, the topic changed to, uh, um, an article that came out, uh, recently in, mm-hmm. in, uh, online about someone, uh, that she, she had, heard, she had read this, the article online. She said, Hey dad, did someone break into the church and stay the night? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, and they, the newspaper asked me for, uh, you know, I don't even know how they found out about the article mm-hmm. and we didn't report it. <laughs> we didn't, I think our alarm system did or something like that. And they asked me for a quote. And so she had, my daughter had read it. My six year old daughter read my, read the thing, the quote. And so that, that triggered a conversation about how, you know, what happened to this kid. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, I don't, I don't really know, but maybe, maybe he just, he got kicked out of his house. And it's just, you know, some people have a tough, tough situation. Yeah. And then that triggered a conversation about how she has a secure home and two parents and yeah. this opportunity to go to school and, and, and she's loved and cared for. And I said, and then I said, that's maybe, maybe you can look at your homework, your math homework. That's frustrating you right now through this lens of, man, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. How many, how many 16 year old kids get this opportunity to learn math mm-hmm. in, the, in the context of a uh, classroom with a teacher and a mm-hmm. loving home and supportive home. And she's like, you know, you're right. And she got back to doing her math homework. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. So that's significant. It is. That it is moment significant in time. To, to her. Yeah. And to me yeah. that I was able to step into that and, and, and just give her a little guidance and encouragement and perspective on the world. Um, and, and I think that what I'm learning is that when you remove that image of, man, I've got to do something important Mm -hmm. to change the world. No, (laughs) I just have to step into those moments and be a good dad. And that is meaningful and significant. Okay. This just hit me, uh, as you were saying that story and I've heard that story before, but I, uh, this one just hit me. So when when you're saying that, you're not saying like, don't do what you have been put here to do and don't make an impact on what the people that are around you, just don't be fixated on the Mother Teresa level. Like, right. or, is that what you're saying? Like, you're remo- still do the significant yes, things to your yes. people. Absolutely. Do what you can do. But do and, and, and if that happens to be something big, great. But that's... You're removing that expectation 
right. from your mind. You're removing this person that doesn't exist, mm. who's perfect and gets it all done and changes the world. Mm-hmm. You're removing that. So there, so now you're stepping in. It's not that you're doing less. It's just that you're doing things differently. Mm-hmm. You, you're able to be free and have joy and be present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to not get a bunch of things done in a particular day, you're not depressed or discouraged or you don't feel like a loser. Right. Because you're you you're not holding yourself to that standard of being this perfect person who gets everything done. Right. At work, at home, here, there. That's gone. Right. And so you're able to to work within a system where there are things that are that are perhaps left undone. Okay, so to sum up what we've talked about today, we're thinking about time management, and, and please jump in to help me with this sum- summation. So we're thinking about time management differently, mm. and we're doing that so we can um, sort of relax and let go of the perfectionism mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. what were unattainable goals to begin with. And so that we can experience our best life, yeah, absolutely. an abundant life absolutely. through doing that. Absolutely, you're 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 functioning and doing significant things, important things, the things that you're called to do on this earth. But you're 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 doing it with joy. Mm. You're doing it with a feeling of contentment um, and peace, even though. There's not a newspaper article written about you, and there's no right. there's no massive award because you didn't win an Emmy. Like, right. like, like you didn't. Right. You're, you see what I'm saying? It's it's uh it's uh your it's relief. It's like almost an affirmation. You're still valuable if you don't if you didn't do those things. 100. percent So, what are our final thoughts for today? Yeah, I would say that um, read the book. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I don't agree with all of it. But I think it's challenging to stretch your, if you're into productivity and time management uh, and you want to live a very significant life, it's Mm -hmm. very, very helpful. Um, And so read the book. And and I think it's really great to think about the brevity of life, Mm. the shortness of life and the implications of what that means. Um, and I think what you find, uh, as I'm doing that more and more and more, and as, especially as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. um, it's allowing me to focus in on what's the most important things. I'm going to do those things. Yeah. I can't do everything. Yeah. I'm going to disappoint a lot of people, right? Because a lot of people ask me to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They do the same mm-hmm. thing to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make some tough choices. Mm-hmm. And, and what that does is that exposes my fear of disappointing people. That's yeah. really healthy to face that mm-hmm. uh, and say, you know what? It's okay to say no. And it's okay because I'm doing the most important things with my life. Like my remember, he talks about how the, the image of that perfect person falls to the ground and crashes and yes. you, pick, you pick up a few of the most important things and do those today. Yeah. Well, that, that's how you live a significant life. So it, it's, it's helpful to prioritize the most important things. So last week, you know this, I went hiking with my wife. Mm-hmm out in Arizona, mm-hmm. she said to me, I cannot believe that my husband is hiking in Arizona. Mm. <laughs> because for 20 years, she's wanted to, she said, hey, I want to go out west. I want to see the mountains. I want to go yeah. to the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, what? That is hot and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to spend a week sweating and, 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 and that heat and and but but you know what I'm starting to realize this is what my wife loves yeah and what's what's most important to me is loving my wife mm-hmm. 
And so I'm going to go. Now, what ended up happening is I ended up loving it. And, you had a great and I got yes. hiking boots and I got a hiking stick and I got a hiking hat and I got a hiking <laughs> shirt. And, and, and now I'm into hiking, yes. and which who would have ever thought that, right? So she's like, who are you and what'd you do with my husband? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, but man, what an what a, uh, investment in my marriage. Well, why is that happening in my life? Because it's yeah. like, gosh, I got to spend my time doing the most important things. Mm. You know, and that's what ends up. I love that. I love that aspect of considering the brevity of life. That's good. So it's really good. Well, we're so grateful that you join us month after month. We love, love, love your feedback. Hey, if you've been reading some good books, Pastor Danny is always open to hear about some yes. new good books. If you like this podcast, we ask you to do two things. One, give us five stars and then share it. Share it with somebody who needs to hear this. I don't need anybody to share it with me. You already did. <laughs> Obviously, I needed to hear it. If you struggled with it, hey, I'm going to read 4,000 weeks. I challenge you to do that as well. And we are so grateful, again, that you join us month after month. We pray this is a blessing to you, and we can't wait to rejoin with you next month. See you guys.